0: Testing one, two, three. One, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay. Now I'm having uh, some problem with my other program. I don't think it picked it up. It's a little bit frustrating. okay Um, let's go back I had a lot of things I wanted to share with y'all so let's see here Um, you know that they are um, I have a whole bunch of little ones so I think what I'm going to do is just run them all together this has to do with, uh, David Wilcock, um, and this was yesterday.
1: Mr. David Wilcock. David, how are you, man?
2: Hey, I'm doing really good, Jimmy. How are you? Have have you recovered? Oh, not really. (laughs) You know, you just gotta... I'm one of those people who can sleep anytime, day or night. So I'm just knocking out sleep cycles whenever I feel like it at this point. <laughs> you know, what you're saying is you're sleeping during the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a, it's a it's a long four days for everybody, and and uh, the speakers and and yourself and and you know like where I had stuff going on for three days, you had stuff going on for four. Um, yeah. It's 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 a long long day for everybody. Uh, the conference definitely gets every penny out of us, don't they?
2: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you do an event like this, they uh, they book you as much as they can because they're you know getting one of their headliners. And so that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> I was eight o'clock every night, four nights in a row. Yep. yeah, yeah And plus, the- I had the george nori panel on saturday which i didn't even know until i was going to something else and they're like oh you're supposed to be down there oh i gotta tell that story um <laughs> yeah i will tell that story in a minute
1: but i wanted to start off with happy valentine's day my friend well thank you and uh so you know valentine's day is special man you know and i i i, I facebooked just... out this morning uh That's a whole slew ago. of um you know i love my wife we're spending the day together today Uh, to prep for the show tonight to make sure it's special. And then after the show is a special dinner. And, you know, it posted a couple of pictures. But, you know, we always have that. And people, you know, they see that and then they think about their significant other. And, you know, it's like warm vibes all around.
2: Well, this is the first Valentine's Day in which I am happily married, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. You're
1: happily married. So you spent the day... With your wife and the woman that you love. Yes. That's it. Awesome. And her name is Beth, everybody. So, uh, are you guys, guys, after you hang up with me, are you going out to dinner?
2: Uh, Actually, we did that yesterday uh, when we got back from the conference. Uh, Today, we're just kind of taking it easy and uh, not having a big drama or anything. Right, right. Well, okay. You did get her a card, though. (laughs) <laughs> she got me a card, and I uh, I kind of forgot it was Valentine's Day. Man, it, <laughs> you know, and, as a husband, David, let me give you a tip. You better
0: get the
1: that first David? year you can't forget. The second year is when all of that stuff kicks in.
2: <laughs> Happy Valentine's well, Day to you and Beth, Matt. Happy. I Valentine's think Day. I think a part of it was just the raw distraction. You know, like it's it's uh, a very very long weekend and. I know. It's tough. It's I tough know. To keep these things straight. I know. I know. And uh, and she looked great
1: there, and so did you. Um, now let's actually let's change gears for a second. Um, for you, um, I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit, but most people know what I'm about to say or understand it, which is this year you were dapper four nights in a row. You, you were dapper normally david is wearing birkenstocks uh a pair of shorts a shirt from the bottom of the hamper wrinkled bachelor wear but this year you were dapper man uh, wore a tuxedo one night uh you i'm looking at you here at the ancient aliens panel you had a very nice suit on uh george nori and the other uh i mean you just had a uh uh, a suit on every single day and you looked really
2: really good (laughs) well thank you it uh it definitely helps having a positive supportive partner and uh she helps dress me so i guess that's hey admit it admit it
1: rita lays out my clothes for me i'm I'm just (laughs) telling you right now if i make an attempt to pick out my own stuff and lay it out, uh, something's getting changed. She's gonna pull something. Out. Not that shirt, you doofus. You're wearing this shirt. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's
2: just the way it is, man. Just yeah, just go with it. Yeah, the shirt I wore on your panel, she had specifically bought for me that day, saying, "You know, you need to be in this shirt." So that's how it went down. Well, you look good, and now the uh, the panels
1: were all great. Now for you, um, okay let uh, let me tell let me tell the one story about uh, uh, the George Nori panel. So George is stressing out; he's backstage. He's got nine panelists. Eight have shown up. There's no David. And George is coming back and uh, going, okay, churchman, call Wilcock. I know you got a summer. So I'm calling David um, on my cell phone. It's not going through at the hotel. Um, I'm texting him. It's not going through. Um, or if it's going through, David's not responding. So then George goes, okay, we're going to start the panel without him and, and he'll show up. I said, I, he's on his way. I acted like I. You responded back because he's on his way, George. Okay, so boom starts the panel, da da da. I'm done. I go up on stage. I'm walking out the door. I'm leaving. David, what happens next? It was very bizarre. At the exact moment that I was coming
2: up to the door to open the door to go into the room, the door opened and it was you opening the door. Leaving perfectly timed synchronicity down to the split second oh. and, and then you, you just look at me like where are you and that, i grabbed my arm yeah, i grabbed your, the room I,
1: I grabbed david's arm and i go come on man let's go <laughs> and uh and i pulled you in that was pretty funny but um it was really like let's not delay this so i grabbed david uh by the arm and i pulled him into the you know it's sold out you know there's a thousand people in there and uh and i pull and i walk past tommy danheiser who was uh talking on the microphone uh he was sitting at a table i go tommy mike grabbed the mic from him and turned around and what did i say to the audience i found him <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I found David Wilcock And and brought him up on the stage But that was hilarious man. And uh, we did that with you uh, And and actually we had a couple of things With Corey too But we did that with you It seemed like all weekend It was a lot of fun
2: (laughs) Well I had gone by what people had told me In letters and what was on the schedule On the web And uh, I had a Gaia interview With Jaime Hassan that was scheduled right then and I got down to the interview on time, and then they tell me about this panel, and I was like, well, nobody told me I was on a panel, you know. So there there had been no communication. And so it's not like it for me to ever just not show up for something. It, it literally was a situation where I just had no idea what was happening. Yeah, and then there's the other part, too, as
1: well. There's 15,000 people that attend this conference. So it's very difficult to negotiate the hallways and get up and down and elevators and make your way through, and people are pulling at you left and right. You can never make a clean shot through
2: a room. Oh, it is the biggest event all year. Yeah, it's huge. And there are times where you have to have selective amnesia because, you know, all I hear everywhere I go is the word David, and if I'm trying to get somewhere at the last minute, you can't stop. No, you can't can't stop. Well, now uh, looking back on
1: the weekend, uh, what makes Conscious Life Expo so special for you is—you know—is this is a main event for you? That in contact in the desert, of course. But what makes Conscious
2: Life Expo so special? Well, this is the thirteenth year that I've done it, and it's very interesting because I not only uh, began my time in Hollywood being here, you know, I met a film producer the very first year I did it in 2005 and we had a meeting the following morning after he met me and he had said, if if we took what you just did and make it into a movie, it would be totally amazing and by the following morning I was ready to move to Los Angeles from Kentucky where I was at the time and he told me that would be necessary and that's how I ended up out here and the movie is still being worked on, but uh we are hopefully getting to another rewrite soon that might be able to actually get it to be sold. It's been a very difficult, complex journey with the film as we've watched the whole film industry really collapse. Right, right, that time. right, right. right. Uh, much, much, much harder to go into development now than it used to be. What,
1: uh, um, the at the beginning of the Ancient Aliens panel, we did a special tribute uh, to Jim Mars and John Anthony West, and and to lose these two guys so close together, uh, you know, really hit our community hard. But uh, what went through your mind as we went through that special tribute, thinking about John Anthony West and Jim Mars?
2: It was a very deep sadness, and we really don't have younger people who are becoming the kind of iconic. Personalities in our field that they have been. So it's it's a very strange feeling because it's not like there's there's not this rush of obvious new talent to fill the niches that they provided. You know, they're both such legendary people who've made legendary contributions and really changed the narrative for us. So I hope that uh, as time progresses, that more folks will really start to make themselves clear as the as the luminaries that will keep this
1: torch going. You know, that's uh, last night we did a special tribute to uh, Jaws and we had a uh, Robert Schock on the show and Chance Gardner who was the director of Magical Egypt the uh, both series 1 and 2. And they both both of them independently brought up a very interesting point that John Anthony West at that time, well, and continue to but at that time there was nobody ruffling those feathers like they were when it came to uh, Giza and I mean there was alternative research going on that's certainly not the point that I'm making but the way that he did it and went about it and getting shock involved uh, you know with with the sphinx and the dating that really uh there was nobody else doing it and what's going to happen now and you just brought up the same exact point.
2: Well, it is an interesting subject, you know, because that data came into fruition and really was at its peak in the late 1990s, right as I was having my awakening experiences and was reading, you know, I read 300 books beginning in 1993 on the subject. And then I got out of college in 95 and it was right around then that the whole you know, Robert Ruval, Graham Hancock, John Anthony West, Robert Schock, all that stuff was really kind of becoming known to everyone. And I was so thrilled about it, and, and I'm very grateful that I had time to consider John Anthony West my friend, and interview him on panels and so forth. Right. He was really one of the key elements in that whole thing. When um, uh, One of...
1: Okay, you know what? I, I don't want to stay on the subject. I want to we could talk about this for the next three hours and and some of the things that you said that night on the ancient aliens panel about um about the the new chamber and and the uh the stuff that was going on in the early 1900s 1930s and the research that was going on out there on the plateau showed me at that moment uh and the audience and the live stream your knowledge man and your research in the Giza is not uh, fluff. You've spent a lot of time on it, and you really, you stopped me. You stopped me in my tracks, and that doesn't happen often. I like to walk around thinking I'm the Egypt dude, and, uh, and that, was, that was really, really cool, and
2: uh, very impressive. I, I did read every book that was available in the library on these subjects. Uh, well, and apparently so. memorized them. <laughs> yeah.
1: If so. I'm interested in something, I have a pretty darn good memory. Yeah, it, that was so. a, that was impressive, David. That was impressive. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to ah, uh, let's see. Let's go to when uh, I had. Uh, You and Corey, and then see, you were before it was Corey. Okay, so on Sunday, I introduced you and Corey. And again, uh, sold out. And what I did notice, and I walked around, and I introduced you all weekend long. So I got to see the rooms and how things were. But I also introduced so many other speakers. Every room, David, was sold out. Every room was standing room only uh it didn't matter if it was one of the smaller rooms or if it was any of the big rooms uh, did you get the same feeling there i mean the um, the ginormity of the crowds this year was it was packed
2: yeah it's a funny thing uh and this is not bragging but it is a fact that essentially every event like this that i do uh they end up having more sales on my events than any of the other events they have i I get these standing room only crowded scenes and you know some of the organizers complained about the fact that they don't really get that with anybody else so i'm glad to hear in this year that it was happening that everybody was showing up for these various events and why do you think that is you know because i noticed
1: it it was uh the lines and and the enthusiasm
2: What makes this year different? Well, I think this is the year of disclosure, and it's really happening. We're looking at uh, the cabal coming unraveled before our eyes. Mass arrests, 13,000 indictments taking place, 13,000 slots being cleared up in Guantanamo for prisoners. We can prove that now. So the connections are very obvious. There's, There's something magical going on magical for most of us and it involves the takedown of the deep state no question and uh the
1: the other part for me is that the conscious life expo conspiracies ufos um and lost history and ancient history uh the things that you and i talk about most and what i deal with on the show is one thing the conscious life expo is is also about awakening and, uh, and enlightenment, and that part of the crowd may not know about anything that you talk about. But even that part of the conference elevated this year too, as well. So is that signaling people that uh, more people are interested in in you know consciousness and and what is going on with our planet than ever before? They had told me, uh, I was just talking to them today about ticket sales, that 40%, 30 I think it was 30%, it was 40% on another uh, statistic were no, first timers at the Conscious Life Expo. Wow, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and the same thing with the vendors. It was the same number with the vendors. They had the <laughs> same on, the same vendors that were there last year and um, but 40% of the vendors this year, that's how many more vendors they had. They had
2: to get more booth space. Um, There were a great number of speakers who I had never seen before also. Yeah, same same for me. It was interesting to see all these people showing up and having
1: something to say. Yeah, well, you know, Teresa uh, Inaris was there, Jason Quick was there, and, and both of their presentations packed, packed. Wow. Yeah, and William Henry, who has been there every year, but, uh, you know, I walk into William Henry's thing to go and introduce him, packed. You know, just packed, right? Yeah, so impressive. Now, okay, so this is what I wanted to ask you. So when I introduced you, um, uh, which I did, yeah, I did that last year too as well. Do you Do you find that your material, the stuff that you're speaking about, that this year... You didn't. Was it a completely fresh, clean plate, as opposed to you know sometimes you're you're speaking about stuff that you were covering before, maybe a little bit of, but but you you have to. You're speaking four times over the weekend. You're not doing a repeat performance every night, and you're certainly not regurgitating anything,
2: right? You've got all fresh, all fresh material. I have to. You know, when I, by the time it got to the Monday night event, uh, which has a smaller crowd, the majority of the people at that event are people who are coming to every event that I do. Right. And they need to see something they haven't already seen. And with the fact that I have two different shows every week on Gaia, half an hour a week, it does get harder and harder to come up with something new that people don't already know. But I managed to do it, and I always do it. You want to take some phone calls? Well, I actually have my wife here, and I think, uh... Oh, I'll bring her on. <laughs> okay, well, Beth, pick up the phone. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Beth.
1: Happy Valentine's Day.
3: Thank you. To
1: you, too. What'd you think of the weekend?
3: I love it. I just love being around so many people like that, and uh, we don't get get to be around a lot of people. <laughs> we live on top of a mountain, pretty isolated.
1: Well, um, you got to see me introduce David all weekend long, and you were sitting in the front row. Um, how does that make you feel when, when when, you see your husband walk out on stage and you're listening to the audience like that? Really proud. I love it. Yeah. And uh, he said that you laid out his clothes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> You saw his outfits for the last you know, few years. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what was funny is I was looking at some of the posts. Um, yes, uh, Rita phone calls. If you could post that up in Twitter for me. Uh three two three I need to uh use this phone line, everybody. Three two three two seven five nine six nine five. That is the phone bank that is open. Three two three two seven five nine six nine five. Um uh back to this i was watching some of the posts because i i, I popped up a picture of david in his talks and he looked all serious and good and it really surprised me how people noticed uh what man, no sandals you know no shorts <laughs> I, thought,
3: I, I i remember one one contact in the desert he wore a shirt and it literally had like a big rip in the back where you could see in and everything and i mean i don't really mind it but i just i like him and tuxes and nice suits, I think he looks really handsome. And
1: so, yeah, in like, you know, like that. There you go. Don't be so excited, Beth. <laughs> park up. Yeah, it's 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 just it's it was a exhausting weekend. But that mm-hmm. that expo, uh that conference, what makes it special for you? Because I, I mean, I know what it does for me. I like the openness and the awakening and and how everybody has just this amazing uh, uh, open attitude. What makes Conscious Mm -hmm. Life Expo so special for you?
3: Well, I like to see a lot of my friends. I know a lot of people here, and and I get to see people I don't see for years at a time. And I get to see uh, David Shine, you know? I I don't get to see him do that that much, you know, just a couple times a year, him on stage. Right, right. Like he got a phone call, um, and it's really beautiful because he's he he's brilliant on stage and he really shines there, and a part of him comes out that you don't see that often. And I always learn something new because I, we don't talk about that kind of
1: stuff usually. Right. Know? Well, I've, and, got, I've got one phone. I've got time for one phone call uh, before we hit the break here. So hang on. Hi, you're live on Fade to Black. Who's calling? Okay, nobody is there. Okay, pull David back on the phone, Beth, so I can say goodbye. Yeah, we're both here, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Happy Valentine's Day to the both of you, and it was great seeing you this weekend. And uh, this year, the expo for us was just, it just seemed like it was a positive vibe, and it was exceptional. And, and that's the way that I came through it. And, and you guys were...
0: Okay, so, um, I just went back again on David Wilcock, um, and, uh, the 13,000 indictments that were taking place. Um, a lot of people are saying that there's no follow-through with these things, that, um, it's all, um, just, hyperbole I guess you could say and um, a lot of times (laughs) I go back because I want to see if the way that I feel is justifiable because I feel frustrated I feel frustrated that we're being lied to again and I think no no don't tell me, don't tell me, so when I go back and I hear that and I think, hmm, maybe we are, (laughs) maybe we are being lied to again, well, thanks for listening, bye-bye. What is going on with